on the green bounds, and we have American dream. I find good job in pickle factory. Sarah, I make this vow. One hundred years, our family will prosper. And then one day, everything changed. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Step and Repeat, a weekly movies and awards show podcast. This week, we have a, the pleasure to talk about the new Seth Rogen comedy in American Pickle on HBO Max. And in the back half of the episode, we have a very special interview with one of the stars of an American Pickle, John Whalen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's just get go right into it. So tonight, obviously, we're going to be talking about an American Pickle. Uh, and there will be some minor spoilers ahead, so let's just throw that out there now. And as we said, you can now stream. It's you can now stream an American Pickle on HBO Max. This is HBO Max's first original movie. Is that right? Yeah, like first original feature film. They had a couple documentaries, but yeah, this is, yeah, first um, full length feature film. Yeah. So the film stars uh, Seth Rogen as Herschel Greenbaum a Jewish immigrant from the fictional country of Shlupsk. Shlupsk, I think. Shlupsk. Shlupsk. I mean, I, the synopsis is great. Uh, the, um, so Seth Rogen plays this guy, Herschel, who, who gets preserved in a vat of pickles and wakes up in modern-day Brooklyn attempting to fit in with the assistance of his last remaining descendant, Ben Greenbaum, also played by Seth Rogen. Yeah, so that's... That's the plot. That's the synopsis. What did you think? <laughs> yeah, it's based off a short story in uh, that was published in the New Yorker, or a series of stories, I should say, by um, Simon Rich, who also wrote the screenplay. So, uh, so you have the talent uh, connected there. Um, yeah, this movie is primarily uh, the Seth Rogen show, since he plays two characters <laughs> and it's kind of buddy comedy in some ways so uh so he is in most of the movie but um but you know there are other people too um his wife herschel's wife is played by sarah snook from uh, succession yes i know shiv from succession so it is always great to see her in things uh and uh our special guest uh, sean whalen plays the scientist who uh, looks at herschel once he is woken up in 2019 and um you know figures out why he's been preserved for so long and he's the one who sort of sets the plot in motion and connects him with his great grandson i think yeah great grandson yeah and ben so uh so yeah so there are some other people in here too and there's some like really um good cameos uh that i was pleasantly surprised by um like uh tim robinson has a really funny cameo um that i enjoyed but um it's a like this is a pleasant movie it uh it's a pleasant movie and it actually does uh, like tackle some like very big identity issues. Uh, now, 
primarily having to do with being Jewish and should say right off the top, I uh, am not Jewish. <laughs> I'm the resident Catholic boy. So, so I at least can talk about the guilt side of things. <laughs> but in terms of Jewish identity, I have no Jewish blood, so I can't, so I can't talk about much beyond that. But, uh, but, like, I think, like, this movie, like, does kind of, like, ask those questions about, like, identity and family. So, in some ways, it's kind of a dramedy, um, though I think it's funnier than what the trailer let on. I think the trailer, for some reason, I thought, like, made it look like it was going to be a little bit more of a drama side of the dramedy, but I think it was, like, very much a comedy, like, straightforward a comedy. I think the funniest part of this movie is actually the synopsis itself. Because <laughs> I remember when you told me last week about this is because I, I knew I knew about the movie, but I I didn't I never really looked into it. But when you told me last week the synopsis, I just lost it on last week's episode. The idea of of of, <laughs> of this movie just gets me every time. Um it's but so yeah, I, sorry, yeah, it is funny. It's fish out of water. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I always wonder. Like with these kind of movies where the same actors playing two different roles, I always kind of, I always get a little distracted because I'm always like kind of looking for like when they're doing the back shots or like characters talking to each other, I'm kind of looking for like differences in like the two and like, oh, there's like, oh, his hair's not right. It's different in that shot. It's obviously like the stand-in or the devil. So <laughs> there's there's that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's it's a very pleasant movie. I I enjoyed it and it's, you know, a nice escape to this whole COVID situation. Yeah, I, 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 I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> um, can we talk about the, like, the dual side of things? Um, so this movie is like pretty much all Seth Rogen, like, <laughs> like I said. So I think this is like Seth Rogen's best performance ever, possibly. Oh, yeah. um, definitely his best since Steve Jobs. Yeah, he. I think Seth gets better and better every movie he's in. The more experience he gets <clears throat> filming, he uh, he just gets better and better on screen. So, yeah, it's definitely one of his one of his best roles. He's kind of like not really playing himself either. To like when I say himself, like the first thing you think of when you think of Seth, Seth Rogen is like stoner comedy, and like I don't think there are any pot jokes in this whatsoever. No, he's kind of, with that, with this role in particular, he's kind of evolved from, I don't want to say like Seth Rogen, but like he's he's definitely playing a different, a different person, a different character than we're used to seeing. Um, a, two different people, actually. So uh, in this one, he's, obviously one is Herschel, the person who's been preserved. He's He does a great job as Herschel. He does a great job of the accent, too. I know, the accent's so good. Yeah, but the other is Ben, who you kind of expect to be like, oh, like this is a typical Seth Rogen role, probably a stoner kind of guy. And like they never mention like saying hi or once. At least not that I can recall. But but yeah, um, it, it's he plays kind of this kid who's kind of down on his luck, trying to get his this apple on the apple off the ground. Actually, let me back up. Let me back up. The the plot of this movie is very <laughs> unbelievable. But let me tell you, the most unbelievable part of that this movie was the apartment in Brooklyn that Ben could afford on 
a job <laughs> that I'm like not even sure he's making that much money on because he hasn't even because he's working on this app that he hasn't even sold yet. And I'm like, where are you getting this money that you can so, afford like one bedroom, huge apartment in the middle of Brooklyn? So, <laughs> like, you know what? I, I thought about that too. And um, I actually have a kind of sad answer to this. Oh, no. I think it's um, because they talk about a little bit in the movie about like, about Ben's financial situation. And um, I think he probably got the money from his parents who died. Inheritance, yeah. Yeah, so he was like left with an inheritance. And so that's how he was able to get such a nice apartment. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't even think of that. But They don't say that explicitly, but like that was what I put yeah. in my head. I was like, that's probably where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Well, he certainly didn't get it from his great grandfather. So, well, like this is this is what I'm talking about, like with the idea of the identity. So, yeah. he Herschel is this like Eastern European immigrant who comes to the who comes to the U.S. in 1919, and um, he, what he wants, like more than anything, is like he wants to go after the American dream. Essentially, like he wants his kids and his kids' kids to be successful. So, and that's where like the story kind of like comes full circle with Ben, because like Herschel now hundred years in the future is like kind of like disappointed by Ben, like this is it, like this is what <laughs> my like ancestors I've made of my name. <laughs> so, um, so there are like, there are these sort of like existential <laughs> crises which um which is interesting and i think like ben feels that too like he feels like he hasn't lived up to his parents expectations like of himself and so this is where the guilt aspect kind of comes into and like there are like certain subtleties of that performance that i appreciated and like to see so it's a sort it's a very like it's a millennial type guilt i don't think this i think this like extends beyond you know jewish identity or catholic identity but um it's like the quarter life crisis of like is what i'm doing good enough like am i on the right path yeah it's like um i guess you compare like herschel he he moved to America, lived the American dream. He got a job and a wife and a kid and a house. And he like a hundred years later, he has the opportunity to see where his grandchild went and where the world went. And he seemed a little more impressed by the world and that he could, he still has the opportunities that he did back then, to, but to make his own living rather than his actual family. And I think that's where the disconnect lied or lies <clears throat> until the very end when Spoiler alert, the two kind of kiss and make up after um, Herschel kind of digs himself a hole that Ben causes and the, Herschel ends up like wanting to flee to Canada, which I think is kind of like a, a metaphor for the movie where you're kind of like running, just running away from your problems. So a couple things that you talked about, those are actually my two kind of biggest criticisms of the movie. And they're more so missed opportunities than I think they were like inherently wrong with the movie. So um, 
the first one that you kind of mentioned, you mentioned like Herschel being like, impressed by the world. Um, so this is like very much like a Rip Van Winkle type story, uh, fish out of water. And um, I think they could have leaned a little bit harder into like 2019 technologies and like fun stuff to do in 2019 that didn't exist in 1919. And they don't really go much beyond the hipster jokes because they live in Brooklyn, right? So they like talk about hipsters a lot. And well, well, with with that, you know, I feel like Herschel's disappointment in Ben came from technology because Herschel's like Herschel sees Ben working on this 21st century app on these 21st century technologies, which are phones. And that is kind of the disappointment. That's a disappointment to Herschel because he can't acknowledge and accept the fact that like, oh, this is how you make money now. You know, that's disappointing. You should be like, be a hard laborer or like a blue collar worker um, like I was. And I feel like that is kind of where like he couldn't accept the 21st century like technology, but. That's not where the jokes are. Like the jokes, like the funny parts. Oh, like, yeah, like, like like the Soda Stream thing. Like they. Have, oh, I thought that was sweet when he was like. No, no, oh, no, I, I think it's. I think it's. They're good. The jokes about like hipsters are good, but they don't like go as far beyond that. And mm -hmm. do go beyond it. Um, uh, beyond like the differences between 1919 and 2019 are more existential, I think. Like, those are like the deeper level questions that this movie is like posing. Um, and I think the only other thing beyond hipster jokes that they try to tackle a little bit in the comedy realm is cancel culture. They try to like bring in a little bit of cancel culture jokes, but they never like really, fully commit and yeah. I think um I think like the first half of this movie is better than the second half um I think they like never it goes off the rails like a little bit and it like never fully follows through on like what its stance on like cancel culture is and same ditto for immigration too because like immigration is obviously a, a big um a big topic, um, both in 1919 and 2019. Uh, and there's a very funny joke uh, in the beginning, and it was like probably the first like really laugh out loud jokes that I won't spoil that takes place at Ellis Island. But they kind of like touch on immigration every now and again, like towards the end of the movie, but they never fully kind of come back to it, um, which, they could save for a potential sequel. Um, the kind of come back to that. But yeah, I think that is my other sort of criticism is that it doesn't like follow through completely on yeah. some of the topics that it opens up. But I am glad they opened up those topics for conversation. Yeah, and I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I definitely, um, I do agree. Parts of it did feel a little incomplete, but as I've been saying, with all of these movies that have been coming out during COVID time that a lot of them do feel <laughs> a little incomplete. Um, and again, I don't know if that's because filming had to stop or because editing had to stop. I don't know what it is, but I've, 
a lot of a lot of the movies that I feel like they just feel like really short. The ones I've seen recently, and they're like I just feel like there are holes, like things that could have been. This is such a short movie, too. It's very short. Minutes, uh, which like I like sometimes. I uh, like I thought this. I thought the short runtime like really suited Palm Springs. Yeah, really well. Uh, but I think this movie, I think, needed like a little bit more room to breathe because they are asking such tough questions that I and I have faith that like they could answer them. But mm. I I don't think it was a the audience is like too dumb to figure these things out. That's why we got to edit it uh, situation. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I actually kind of think this would have benefited if it were a little bit longer. I, I totally agree. So, all right. Um, so I think maybe people are sick of hearing us talk and would like <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think now, um, now's a good time to hear from the talent uh, straight from the source, the pickle vat. Yes. A seven repeat exclusive first time interview with an actual star of a movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we'll move now to our interview with uh, Sean Whalen, so he can talk about American Pickle, quarantine life, and and everything else. So, enjoy. It's been 100 years. The pickle brine preserved him perfectly. You're too old to do that. The world has changed. Everyone I know is gone. You were able to track down a great grandson. Greenbaum. Greenbaum. <laughs> this is nuts. Past the cafe. Hello, loyal steppers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Andrew and I are excited to be here with a very, very special guest. Uh, one of the stars of the film in American Pickle, Mr. Sean Whalen. Hello. Uh, how are you? <laughs> uh, hello from the West Coast. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here, uh, being here today, um, and taking the time to sit down with Andrew and myself to discuss your experiences. Okay. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah. So, actually, Sean and I have uh, we actually have a connection. Both he and I are alumni of the same high school, uh, Sherwood High School, and they're yeah. a theater program out there in uh, yes. out in Maryland. Big shout out to Debbie Ryer, right? Yeah, hi, Mrs. Ryer. Yeah, uh, huge influence on both of us, probably. Yeah, yeah, you you were she was a very big influence on. Um, I know me, and I know you as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and I know uh, when I was there, she was like she just raved about you, and she told us about you, and um, she was just so amazed. We were so like proud to have like a Sherwood alum um, represent us out in Hollywood. <laughs> right. Right. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was fun. I tried to get back there. I did a graduation speech one time, and I forget which year that was. Um, but I spoke to her class a couple times when I was in town, so yeah. I always try to always try to come back and see her for sure. So. But there's you know there's seminal teachers right that are in your life that you always hear about some sort of mentor or some sort of adult that's not your parent that helps shift people's lives. Every successful person I know and any field will always say there yeah but there was this one teacher there was this one professor or there was this one uh boss at work or manager or office work, you know what i mean yeah, and, yeah. Uh, she was definitely one of mine her and our music teacher bill evans those two helped yeah. me a ton 
yeah, I don't think I would like have the confidence to do <laughs> this podcast without uh, their influences. So I really, yeah, absolutely, I really appreciate what they taught me and um, yeah, everyone else really too. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, they were huge influences in, in mine and your careers. So yes, uh, um, so ever since high school, you know, we've uh, I've I followed your career. I've been a fan of yours. Um, you know our viewers or our listeners may recognize you from movies such as like such as never been kissed and twister to the uh nbc comedy superstore um and even the guy from <laughs> who won the radio contest uh, at a very unfortunate time in the uh, got milk commercial <laughs> yes well i lost the contest yeah, you did lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm so <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> which i got yelled at by random strangers on the street by the way I, oh, it was $10,000. Why didn't you spit it out? And I was like, because it's a comedy that I'm acting in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kept, I every time I saw the commercial when I was a kid, I would just, just spit it out, just spit it out. And yep. yeah. Yeah, people were furious at me. But, you yeah. made somewhat of a comeback with the resurgence of Hamilton. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's uh, the, the funniest thing is, is uh, Leslie Odom Jr. did a shot by shot remake of it to, to the show to promote the show he talked about the milk commercial on the today show he talked about it everywhere saying that's the only way i knew about hamilton showed clips of mine all the time and i have been now he's on tiktok and i've i've on tiktok too i've verified on tiktok now and and uh when he put out his all of my fans <laughs> went there and were like <laughs> me and his commercial going dude reach out to him and i said i just want to meet him i love the guy uh, but when we my manager said, oh, it'd be fun. You should have the milk guy out. You can show him, meet Leslie Adam Jr. It's great publicity. And Hamilton was like, we don't need any publicity. We're sold out for the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need nothing from you. We're okay. <laughs> We're all set. <laughs> no, but it was, a, it was a very, it was a very iconic commercial. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> Sean, you most recently uh, starred in, obviously, that we're uh, talking about it, is uh, your role in American Pickle as uh, the scientist who kind of sets uh, the story into motion. So for me, I kind of saw your character as like an arc or like a transition from like yeah. one world to another. Yeah, it's an expositional transition character yeah. that you yeah. kind of need, you know. By the way, I'm yeah. drinking out of my American Pickle cup that I got from this crew on set. Oh. Oh, wow. And I'm so funny. I grabbed it and I was like, oh, maybe I'll show that. <laughs> That's awesome. Shamelessly plug the movie. <laughs> yeah. I love I love a good promo item. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. So um, I am very good friends with Brandon Trost, who is the director. He, um, he was, uh, gosh, we met on an independent movie with him and his brother and his sister in like 2006, 2007. We did a small movie. We all kind of remained friends and um, worked a lot with his younger brother, Jason, and a lot, he does independent movies. Uh, Brandon is a DP for a bunch of movies. Um, what's the, the Melissa McCarthy movie that was up for, uh, Can You Please Forgive Me? Yeah. Um, to all of Rob Zombie's movies for a while. To, and that's how Rob Zombie met me through Brandon. And I went and did Halloween too and worked with Rob Zombie on a couple things. Um, then uh, I did um, 
uh, he, he, I was down in New Orleans shooting a movie and he was shooting with Seth. Then he started working with Seth and all, all their comedies, Neighbors, Neighbors 1, Neighbors 2. I met, I met those guys a couple times. And when he got this directing job, you know, he said he wanted to um, get someone. They were, they were fighting. It was so kind of funny. They, fight, they were fighting to get uh, a local hire, which under, they understand for budgetary reasons and things like that. But the point is, every scene is with Seth, you know? And they were thinking, you can't have somebody that's local and has never really been on a big movie set throw the, and when I say, you know, you guys saw the scenes, like it was, that was a little room and we were right next to each other. So uh, some people might freak out, you know, but he thought of me, thought it'd be perfect, knew I'd do okay, called me up, convinced them and, Seth approved me and, you know, brought me in and it was great. It was great. And I knew uh, there was one more scene at the end, which I'm really bummed that they cut out and hopefully they put it in when he finally leaves to see Herschel. He's like, oh, da -da -da, you know, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to see. And then my scientist character just goes, oh, back to, uh, you know, back to curing a disease, you know, or just something like, because you never see me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just let it go, you know, I'm just gone. And, and, but it's, it's a fun fairy tale thing. It doesn't matter. You know, it's not people. Are, yeah. And then people would say, are you worried about being in the trailer? Or, or do you think you might be in the trailer? And I go, I think I will have to be in the trailer. You're a very important part of the trailer. Yeah. yeah well, you have you have to, right? Because I knew I again, I'm not I've been in movies long enough to know I'm an exposition transitional character that that takes it from, you know, I I have to get him into the modern world with some sort of explanation or you know, some sort of transition like you said. So, I wasn't surprised that I was in the trailer. I thought at least I have a voiceover or a clip or something, and so I wasn't really surprised. So it was cool. It was yeah, it was very cool, and yeah. it was fun. It was fun. I mean, people are now, it's weird. Like I have fans on TikTok will say, "Oh, roll the maps, roll the maps." It's a line from Twister. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God, they say it to me all the time. And I, when I was younger, it was always "Got milk, got milk, Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr, got milk." Got. And now, for some reason, it's a "Roll the map, roll the map." So now I just did a trick. TikTok about like fold the maps or whatever and it's just it's blowing up there. Yeah. But yeah. I'm crazy. But now everybody's uh laughing about like, ooh, the man who took the punch, you know. Oh yeah. I was I was gonna ask you about that. Everybody's getting walloped in the face. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I mean, they they said, Did you have to do that? Did you get a stunt cut? Yeah, I did it. I I but I was padded all over my back. It was too much, but it's fine. I'm I appreciate it more than less. Had it on my back, plus they had a huge puffy mat that I went down on. Plus they had two guys like right there to like help me. They're squatted down here in case I fall. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun yeah. looking. My favorite part of that character is the comeback when he's got the black eye. Yeah, and yeah. Smil smiling all the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh that, oh, that happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you know, that yeah. was my favorite visual gag in the thing. And yeah. and when they did test audiences, the other, they said the biggest joke in the movie was, they said, scientist explains, scientist is good. And they're all like, well, that makes perfect sense. Well, you know? <laughs>
you know, that's impossible. So I read in an, in an interview that you gave recently that you improvised some of the theories as to why Herschel was preserved. Yeah, in Brian. I came in there with like five pages of notes. I, me and a friend, I actually hired one of my good improv friends to say, let's let, help me come up with ideas. I have like three or four different theories that I went through and I brought it in and I just handed like these pieces of paper to the writers and they were like, oh my God, you know? So I had improvised all that stuff, kind of written my three different theories. I have this, I wonder if I have them somewhere, but I had one, something about the brine, something about salt. Yeah, I mean, I had all these different crazy. The only thing I wish is I stood up and they, I was doing graphs. I was doing this, I had these little models. I thought they were gonna show a few more of those, you know, to, to mm -hmm. just make it look insane. You know what I mean? Uh, they did a couple, but it would, I, I just, the things they were showing were kind of strange. Uh, I, I thought it was gonna be more of a montage of all these weird things, but they had to keep the movie moving. But yeah, and I, so I sat there and then they'd say a yell cut and the, the, the background actors start laughing because it was just weird, you know? Yeah, there's never I, a I, full I, explanation. Yeah, I always come over prepared. If you could get an opportunity to come with something like that, you gotta, you got to wow them. And they were, they were yeah. wow. Cause you know, if you come in and they go, yeah, I didn't think of any, you know, I mean, that doesn't stop <laughs> so I think I try to do many. You, you, I, I think a little bit of that also comes from um, Mrs. Ryer too. Cause I remember when we were, well, when, when I was doing theater, we, <laughs> she made us write up these very long detailed journals or like biographies of our characters and where they've yeah. been and where they, the smallest character, like, no matter how minute your character is like yeah. everyone in the cast had to write out like just a backstory yeah um, so i feel like that kind of transition to you know where your brother scientist and his theories come from <laughs> that kind yeah. of influence yeah yeah exactly exactly um so so yeah i was definitely prepared and uh, and I just remember there was one, they were supposed to restrain him one time after they punched me and this one poor extra, you know, they're supposed to give him a fake shot or whatever. And this, they didn't really handle it well on the set. Uh, this guy was just so overexcited and he just took this metal needle and it just, just scraped Seth. And it hurt so bad. And so it's just one of those things that Seth was really nice, but it was obviously just annoying and hurt bad so like try he's being really nice to the guy he goes like no dude it's not you and the guy's poor guy he's so embarrassed and is so nervous and it's that kind of thing that Seth was just like it's not you you know I I can't take care of you I'm in pain but it's not about you it's I'm in pain <laughs> you know I mean? so I, I that's one of those things you look at the poor background guy and he's like he's never gonna forget that he's gonna feel so bummed that he like yeah. scratched his neck <laughs> well it's it's a story right yeah there you go you got a story yeah and we were doing we were having fun when he was strapped on the table uh making up franken frankenstein jokes uh like puns of frankenstein if frankenstein was jewish because he was herschel and so we were just trying to <laughs> come up with these these just punny, you know, crazy punny names and stuff like that. The wherever we were shooting, that was really fun too. So, uh, yeah. Well, not to put you on the spot uh, too much, but talking about um, your background um, and uh, characters, um, your character 
curing diseases. So this movie takes place in 2019, right before the I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think your character would make of the outbreak today? What would oh my God. Uh, uh, I think he'd be uh, like he was with Seth, just completely optimistic that everything's going to be okay, right? Everything's yeah. going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. So. Yeah. Something yeah. coincidental too, because the first part of the movie takes place in what, uh, 1919, which is like right after the yeah. 1918. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, that is coincidental. That's funny. Yeah, he, he's just so positive and, and energetic. I think that's what he would do. Yeah. Just Herschel, I just feel like he would come from right after the 1918 flu and come to 2019. It's a, boy, you were in for a big surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, hey, not again. Yeah, really. Ugh, I, didn't I just go through this? Didn't I just so, get through this? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, so, Sean, this is uh, the, the, first, the original first feature film for um, HBO Max. And I guess right. as we get... Yeah, so as we get more like streaming services, um, and as we've like recently recently seen during uh, the coronavirus pandemic, um, some movies are shifting to more on-demand uh, yeah. platforms with theaters yeah. closed. Um, so now for you as an actor, obviously a lot of these decisions are out of your hands. Um, oh, completely. Yeah, but does like does the platform on which like a movie could end up kind of influence you when you're looking for roles? Uh, no. No, you, you just want to, you, you know that's part of the gig. You have no idea where anything ever going to end up. Ever. Yeah. I mean, there's some movies that you find on Netflix that you go, wait, like two huge stars that you never knew was even made? You know what I mean? And you go, what happened to that movie? Because you never know. You just can't know. So, um, I mean, if they say it's independent and we might just be doing um, no uh, like like film festivals only and stuff like that and you go okay you know and but you have to have your reasons for doing everything right is it the director is it uh, is it uh, the the script is it the role you know sometimes you don't do it and you know it may not be seen by many but it's just something you really want to do and do well and then you'll have really good footage of you doing something really well and you know, financially, obviously, it has to make some sort of sense, you know. Sure. At this point, I mean, it's weird because I have finally gotten to the point that it's hard for me to do independent movies because I've been doing, been kind of pivoting during this time and, you know, really growing my social media, which is really helping me do live stuff and really uh, engaging and creating and selling merch from my movies, which has been so wild. I've been uh, um, selling stuff every week and doing really, really well, way more than I would when I'd go to conventions. So uh, it, that's been really interesting. So, yeah. so then to go out the door and say, okay, you know, the role better be pretty good or something's gotta be pretty good because I'm, I make way more money at home, <laughs> you know? But obviously I wanna act again. I mean, I wanna act again as, as soon as possible. I was supposed to do something in Detroit and uh, the, it was just right when LA was surging. And so I was thinking, oh, I, I don't want to go near LAX, you know, if I don't have to, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I talked to the director and we worked it out, but it, that was a tough decision, you know, 
but they have really good restrictions here. Um, but it's hard to now trust what other restrictions are. And I've, in my bubble, is my uh, ex-wife because our kids go back and forth and my girlfriend and uh, then my ex-wife's girlfriend and there's several immunocompromised people. So I have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, and um, each set is has you know their own sort of protocols and- that, Well, that's the thing. And I think yeah. you don't know because everybody's in a vibe of, you know, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, you know, which is, that's America. <laughs> that's yeah. America. <laughs> yeah. That, that you don't know what you're going to get when you get somewhere. You know. Luckily, like I said, with SAG here and bigger productions, it's really, it's really under control. But the more independent you get, the more they're just going to do their best, and it's their best. You know, I wasn't worried about this guy because I think if I know the director and writer really well, he's really good. But if I had, I know if I had any problems, I could go to him and go, dude, this very uncomfortable he they would you know back me up and stuff it was more for me just the airport because i know what's going on in my neighborhood but when all of la is surging and now you're surrounded by all those people in lax and the plane yeah and then going into detroit and then back again you know it's yeah. it's really those experiences where you feel like okay yeah. when did you guys when did you guys finish filming was it during like covid or oh oh american pickle yeah. Oh, no. End of 2018. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we finished right at the end of 2018. I think they went back and finished. Well, I did in October. Mm -hmm. I think they finished right before Christmas or early 2019. And then it usually takes about a year to, to get a movie, you know, finished production wise and special, gotcha. special effects. They had a lot of special effects. So, yeah. um, and then they were just trying to figure out where it was going to go and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm excited that it's on HBO Max. I think it's really, really great. It's also hard. There's some people who go, I don't have it. I thought it was coming out on iTunes at the same time, you know, that mm -hmm. it would be something you can purchase if you don't have HBO Max. But, you know, it'll get there eventually. People will be able to see it. But I think it was a good, good way to get it. And I know some of my fans said, hey, I, I signed up for uh, HBO Max. Um, yeah, in some ways you have a wider audience than you may have yeah. otherwise. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. people definitely did sign up to, to see it. Yeah. So um, speaking of audience, uh, just one question. I want to kind of throw it back to theater here for a little bit. Um, what, I guess, I there's, there's obviously a lot of differences between acting for um, the stage and the, the screen. Yeah. Uh, so just wanted to kind of get your input um, about like what are, what are maybe some of the challenges or benefits um, to both or what do you, do you have a preference or? Um, um, I love doing theater. I think it's really fun. If I'm going to do theater, I love, I just did a play here a couple years ago. We ran for nine months that a friend of mine co-wrote and uh, started and it was really fun. Um, it's fun to do theater. It's fun to get the audience laughing. Um, I love I love doing comedies for film though, um, because it's fun to like here you you get an audience if you make the crew laugh, which is great, um, and 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 it sticks around for a while, you know, it sticks around. So I would love to do theater. I would love to go to the West End in London and do some comedy or, you know, even come to Broadway and do some off-Broadway, Broadway comedy. 
mm-hmm. someday. Um, when it's back in business. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, whenever. Whenever that's going to happen. But um, uh, I, I, I think it's, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's just, if you do comedy, which comedy, I'm just letting you know, comedy is my major thing. I'm glad I know how to do drama. It's like 60% of what I do. But if I had my druthers, I would like to do comedy. Um, and I, as I get older, I keep getting pulled into like really creepy dramatic horror movies and, you know, just nuts stuff. <laughs> so, um, uh, but, but I like getting the audience feedback. It's really fun, like even doing these short things on TikTok and social media and stuff like these, these skits. That's, I think that's why I like TikTok. And I think it's going to be okay. I don't know. I, I hope it is, but there'll be something around like it. But I, I just, I never did well on social media because I'm just not a picture person, you know? Um, I couldn't figure out a way that that was fun for me. It seemed like a chore and it was a smart thing to do. And your manager's like, oh, you have to have social media presence. Uh, but TikTok's just been a blast. I mean, because I get to tell stories, I get to be funny, you know, and you see the audience reaction. So as long as you can get some sort of audience reaction organically, that's really fun. It's really hard doing a comedy when it's a really small crew and, yeah. you know, and, you, and you're, just, you're just like, oh, I don't know if it's funny or not. And then you wait a year to see it in a the theater to see if it was funny or not. But, um, and you I, get to I, direct I, your own yeah, things yeah. when you're, when you do talk talk. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I like, I like, uh, I like, I like both, but I think I prefer some, you know, probably, the film version just because it can stick around for a while yeah um and it like i said it's crazy that people will say roll the maps or got milk or you know still to this day um and that's the fun of that's the fun of you know as you get older you go oh okay this will be around for a while you know even when i'm gone so it's always fun too but a, a a fun crowded theater with people loving i mean it's it's a it's a rush. It's so much fun. Yeah. But I, I, you know, my long winded answer is just, I prefer probably doing it on movies and TV a little more. Yeah. Just to follow up. Um, do you have a favorite TikTok that you've done? A favorite TikTok? Yeah. That uh, of yours that you've done. What's your, what's your favorite TikTok that you've done? Well, I'm doing so. So it's like a network. It's like a little network and mm-hmm. it rewards you, you know, they reward yeah. you say okay you're gonna get on the the main page if you do this because they they watch what you're doing and then go okay this is the stuff we want you to do you know it's like if cbs did a cw type show if they did riverdale c you know cbs it would tank because their audience isn't that right so it wouldn't make sense um so i was always trying to do comedy just some comedy stuff and then but so many people would say well you're that guy from people on the stairs you're that guy from twister so finally i did a couple just going who i am and you know there's ways to do these fun little songs and you say yes no and i'm not steve buscemi and i'm not cricket from always sunny in philadelphia and you know uh and then those started doing well and then i uh did a my sketch dorothy which i did at growlings and i filmed that and i put that up it's dorothy 50 years later she's drunk and bitter and ranting wait waiting for a bubble to come back take her back i, I saw that that was hilarious yeah that was yeah. great that was great yeah <laughs> and then 
So then what I started to do, and I'm trying to build more, is a thing called Roach the Roommate, which is the uh, thing I, it's a character from People Under the Stairs, which people really like, which they like the horror, but then they like, I like to do comedy, so now I'm doing Roach the Roommate as a comedic thing. I could do, so then, but right now, you know, TikTok is just saying, when you talk about Twister, people love it, you know, which is fine, but it's just not as fun as writing a sketch, you know? So yeah. you have to drop one of those in every once in a while. And, and so my favorite thing right now is doing Roach the Roommate because it's a full-on sketch, sketch of my own. And there's a couple of really funny people on there that I like to duet. It's called duetting. You can react to their video as, as if you're a character in their sketches that they did. So those are probably my favorite, Roach the Roommate. That's great, yeah. Well, Sean, so on our podcast, Matt and I usually like to check in with each other to see like what other TV shows or movies we're watching in quarantine. Okay. Um, in a kind of self-explanatory segment that we call, what are you watching? Okay. So, as our special guest, we'd love to hear about you. So uh, what are you watching? Uh, we went through a bunch of different, we went through the last two or three months going back to very early, not that early, it's weird. We started like 2006 on, we went through South Park. We were rewatching all of South Park <laughs> for some reason, just because there, there, there's so many things they did that are relevant now. Yeah. You know, they had uh, stuff with major issues that we're dealing with right now that they made parodies of early on. So that was really interesting. Um, uh, all on HBO of, Max too. HBO Max, right, they just moved over there. And then we um, we started, my, we went through a season of RuPaul's Drag Race that, that started to do that. And now we're starting to watch um, Patton Oswalt's uh, wife who passed away, that murder mystery. Oh yeah. Uh, one that, uh, I forget what the name of it's called, but it it's uh, that- I know what you do in the dark. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then, and then, then we went to a, we were doing a thing where we were trading movies. So I was showing her all Chris, my girlfriend, Christopher Guest movies, like Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show and stuff like that. And she was showing me because Bill and Ted's, she was showing me Bill and Ted. And, you know, I'd seen it, but I just kind of rewatching stuff and rewatching older movies. So right now that's our new, oh, and then we're in, in intermittently when it's a lighter mood, we watch Adam Ruins Everything. <laughs> we're in a very strange mode right now uh well i would be remiss not to tell you that uh i have been re-watching lost in my oh, wow. and uh, so uh well you obviously were a <laughs> yeah. uh, big uh part of lost Froger. Yeah. <laughs> uh so uh just want to let you know how much uh I love that show and love your character. Speaking of comedic yeah. relief, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was that was that was a fun. It was a, like it was the best news and the worst news I've ever gotten because like the script came and I was so excited and I was like dead on page five and I was like, yeah. oh, uh. it was so heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking because I literally thought I'd be recurring for the season, you know? Yeah. So it was it was and then you go, but I can't complain. I'm on the show, but I wish I was on more, you know. You went out memorably. Exactly. Yeah, I'll never forget. I was sitting in, <laughs> sitting in my college dorm watching <laughs> watching you get that flaming arrow. 
And where you're uh, like, oh man. Oh man, yeah. But I think Andrew is underscoring about how much he loves Lost. Lost. Oh, like that's cool. His favorite I, yeah. thing ever. Yeah. So, um, I, I wish I could say that uh, Quarantine was the first or second or third time I've rewatched. But wow, wow. <laughs> it's yeah, it's probably my favorite show of all time. Wow, wow. And you're okay with the ending? Yes, I am a big defender of the ending actually because it's like about the. It's about yeah. the characters all coming together. So. People, right, and everyone's like, I knew they were in purgatory. You're like, oh, no, they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> didn't understand it. Oh. I... Purgatory, and you're like, oh, my God. You're not, you're half watching. You're not watching. It's not what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sobbing mess by the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, me too. I was yeah. too. I was <laughs> too. Well, uh, well, don't want to take up too much of your time, okay. but uh, uh, do you yeah, have any other? Uh, well, uh, I like I, I'm gonna be you know follow me on at Sean Whalen Actor on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube. I'm gonna be building my YouTube uh, just in case <laughs> everything. But um, yeah, you can reach out to me then. But uh, I like to interact with fans, and then. I'm supposed to be shooting something in fall. We'll see. It's a new horror movie and reuniting me and the people in the stairs character, Jan Birch. So oh, we will see, but that's where you can follow me for all yeah. the fun. <laughs> a little, yeah. little bit of tease for Sean's next project. Awesome. Yeah. You heard yeah. it here, folks. Yes, exactly. More of Roach the Roommate. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. this one's the, the uh, what's it's like the fear below. You can see it on my IMDb. It's in, in pre-production and uh, uh, lies, what lies beneath, I think that's what it's called. And it's hopefully shooting in fall, so we'll see. Exciting. Yes, hopefully. and I'm a lead right. character in that, so. Great. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely yep. check it out. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us, Sean. We really appreciate your, your time. No problem. All right. Good luck out there. All right. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. And that's it for this week's episode. I'd like to give a big thanks to Sean Whalen for joining us to talk about an American Pickle. And we would love to hear what you thought about American Pickle too. So please uh, send us an email uh, at stepandrepeatpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at repeatsteppod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash step and repeat pod. We'd love to hear your reviews and we'll be happy to read them on the air. And you can always find more of our reviews on the app Letterboxd. I am at A Shine and Matt is at M Grant 1219. And if you have a few seconds, please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. New reviews really help us find new listeners. And if you drop us a five-star review, we will say anything that you put in the comment section <laughs> and we will read it on the air to be on the airwaves for all of history. So uh, until next time, we will come back and review the new Netflix movie, Project Power, starring uh, Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt about temporary superpowers. 
uh, but uh, we reserve the right to change that the last minute, if Matt decides that he really doesn't want to watch it after all. But uh, until then, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And I think for, I speak for Matt when I say it's an honor just to be considered. <laughs>